0: Nobody asked us, no need to say
1: please Unrequested
0: Commentaries Welcome to another episode of Unrequested Commentaries Where we talk about Movies on TV while watching Movies on TV I'm your host Eric Harker, and with me for the first time is my friend, Josh Hello So we're we're co-workers, and I found out that Josh is a pretty big Star Wars fan And I am a big Star Wars fan And almost no one else at work is a Star Wars fan And it's really Uh, annoying uh, so, invited Josh over, and we thought of something to to watch that isn't too long, but also has some substance. So we're going to watch the 2003 Clone Wars shorts. Now, have you seen these before? I, I have. It's just been a while. They don't... They're not really out there mm-hmm. as much, because, of course, they had another uh, Clone Wars cartoon they pushed for a while. So... Yeah,
2: I've watched through all of that, and uh, I absolutely loved, like, the last three seasons of it. Those
0: are... Really quality. It's really hit and miss for me. Like really? someone like I loved, like this is great. Other ones didn't like it very much. Mm-hmm. So those those of you joining for the first time, what we do is we're watching it. We'll kind of talk about whatever the subject is. Occasionally we'll talk about the movie we're we're watching, but you can't hear it because we don't own the rights and we don't want to be sued. So without further ado, I'm going to hit play in three, two, one. Star Wars. I remember watching these on Clone or on CartoonNetwork.com when they oh. when they first they first came out every week or something. They were leading up to the release of uh, or of our The Sith. I was pretty darn excited. So, kind of kind of get started. What is your history with Star Wars?
2: Okay, so I started watching Star Wars when I was a kid. Uh I remember the first time my brother brought Star Wars home. It was the the old trilogy and I absolutely loved it. It was awesome. Uh It was just something I like grew up with, I guess, because I had the toys and uh when episode 1 came out, that's like everything just got better and better because then I had a lightsaber to go with it. <laughs> so, I mean, we would play out in the yard all the time with lightsaber duels. And then episode two and three came out, and that just followed me along in my life, I guess. And uh, I don't know. I've loved it every every bit of it. Like, I'll admit there are some episodes, especially in the Clone Wars series, where it's like Pat, when Padme's on. And it's just an episode about Padme, and it's just about diplomatic relations. It gets pretty dull.
0: Did I talk, did I ever talk to you about that? Because I had that same opinion. Just whenever she's on, like. I just can't get into her stories as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I liked... My favorite ones were the ones about the clone, the clones. Oh, yeah. Because I thought it was interesting. I mean, they're called the Clone Wars, all the clones. But the movies themselves, them being clones, doesn't actually enter into it. They could be a bunch of mercenaries or droids themselves. It wouldn't change any of the storyline. Mm-hmm. But having them have, uh, you know, character, inner-looking... But what does it mean to be a clone, to be bred for combat? What does that mean?
2: Yeah, like, I would say that the Clone Wars for character development of the series is, like, 10 out of 10. Definitely, you you want to watch this if you want to get to know the characters even better.
0: Yeah. I still don't like Anakin, but he's better now that the Clone Wars show had happened. Mm-hmm. I was sad that the CG Clone Wars show and movie overrode this yeah like this became void and that was sad because these were really good oh another reason we're watching this is because pretty soon uh samurai jack is coming back and this is produced by the same people who did oh samurai jack you can kind of tell with some of the uh the artistic style it's not exactly the same mm-hmm. but you can tell there's some distinct uh distinct choices
2: I like how when he's walking through the smoke right back there, he looks like Darth Vader. I don't know if you've yeah. noticed that. But then he throws off the uh, cape, and it's
0: Anakin. Nice little sad moment, leaving. Alfredo <laughs> <be the> scene. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, getting started. Now we're actually going to get into kind of the individual stories kind of establish what this is. I love the arc troopers. Mm-hmm. I actually had one of the one of the figures of the arc troopers that they were so darn cool. And then near the end of this, of course, we get the official look, the first look at uh, General Grievous. Mhm. And I remember his first look was supposed to be in a video game for Xbox. That they were marketing almost like Star Wars Halo. Okay. That was you're going to fight Grievous, you're gonna fight his uh, uh his bo- his bodyguards. That was supposed to be the first look, but that game got delayed so much that they didn't actually get to be the first reveal because oh. other things happened. But all right. So, do you think the Clone Wars, either this one or the CG, helped color Obi Wan and Anakin as good friends? because they're supposed to be good friends but mm-hmm. you know but you never really get that in the movies.
2: Yeah, I would say so because just by watching the Clone Wars you see them together so frequently mm-hmm. and so often that uh like it just seems like they're a pair. And then in the movies you see their Jedi- they're like master and padawan but uh it just seems like that kind of a relationship. Yeah. where it's the teacher and the student but I mean, it is that way in the Clone Wars as well, but there's so much more time dedicated to their dialogue.
0: Yeah. So what are your... Overall, what are your opinions about the prequels and the original trilogy? Like, you fan of the prequels? Because you're allowed to. That's a that's a common health belief nowadays.
2: Yeah, so... Uh, <clears throat> I do like the old trilogy. But, like, I I grew up with the prequels coming out. So... As a child, watching that stuff and then uh, watching episodes one, two, three, four, five, six, I didn't watch them in that order originally. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness. I don't know what that would be like. That'd be Uh. so crazy. But uh, just because I think they came out while I was a kid and I didn't see any of the flaws, it was it was great for me. Like I loved them all. And then now that I'm older, I'm like, oh wait, oh this might be a problem. Like looking back at some of the flaws that they made, and Jar Jar Binks just seemed like a crazy character. And then. Now it just seems completely ridiculous.
0: Even as a kid, I didn't like Jar Jar. But I have the very uh, odd belief—sorry about the noise of Justin the mic—that uh, Episode One is the best of the prequels. Yeah. Would you Would you agree with that? Um,
2: episode One, I think, is really good. But I I like I just like Episode Three more because I'll give Episode One like like. That is that is a really close call I would say, but the lightsaber scene in the in uh, episode three I
0: like a lot more. See, I can't stand Hayden Christensen's Anakin. Mm, now no. I know it's not all his fault. Apparently he's done some other roles that were they're pretty good, but him delivering Luke, George Lucas written lines, I can't stand that love story. It just seems yeah. so wooden to me. So not having that in the movie, I am all about uh, episode one being my favorite. Also, it has a bunch of real sets, not as much complete green screen hallways and stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's me being picky for that.
2: No, I get that. It's. Uh, these droids. Uh, these, those uh, assassin droids, or at least that's what I they think it. they were called. Oh yeah. But in uh,
0: like Star Wars Battlefront, they were the snipers. Oh yeah, I remember Battlefront. I really like. I played the first two Battlefronts. I haven't played the newest one because I don't have a next gen mm-hmm. game system.
2: Yeah, I got. I uh, that was one of the first things I bought because Black Friday came around.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Wait, do you have the new the new one? I have
2: an Xbox one, and I, so I have the new Battlefront. Yeah, you should come over and play it sometime. I would love that. I was waiting for you to invite me. That'd be great. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I bought all the DLC for it too. So I'll let you. You
0: can come over. and Just Excellent. go crazy. How much was the DLC? Because I hear it's been a real um robbery i got it on sale for 20 bucks okay so i don't know if it's still on sale
2: but at the time it was on sale for like the rest of the week so i was like ah eh, all this stuff i could probably use that i'll it'll be all right plus i had a little extra
0: money that month <laughs> yeah I no shame that so what so we talked about the original Talked about the prequels what are your opinions on the the latest star wars movies the disney produced ones
2: um. So episode seven, I when I first saw it, I liked it, but then looking back, I think it was all most of it was nostalgia. Just like I like this. It's Star Wars. It's new, and then like watching it a second time, it just seems like a not a rerun, but they're using the same kind of it's things it's over the and over. first movie again. Mm-hmm. Right. But something I absolutely loved was. The settings, like the uh, environments that they're in, yes, very also, much so. The lighting, because mm. if you go back and watch the the scene inside the uh, the capacitor, wherever Pon and uh, Ben Solo are, mm-hmm. that is one of my favorite lighting scenes of all time. It's gorgeous, yeah. Because just as so, they gave a line earlier in the episode where as soon as long as there's light, there's hope. And the sun's getting drained out. So the light inside the chamber is going away steadily. And then as he's handing over his lightsaber and there's just like moment of tension there, everything is blue before that. And then as the light fades away, everything changes over to dark. Just like subtly and just bam, it's all dark. And then as it hits, it's like climax. The lightsaber turns on. It's
1: just...
2: It, it's stunning for me. Like... Watching that the first time it came out and I was like, Oh my gosh, I love this
0: scene. Were you, were you surprised at all that Han Solo died?
2: I was, yeah. I didn't I didn't get spoiled by anything. So watching it I was like uh when you went out on the catwalk with him, I was like, I, no no, it's happening. No
0: no one survives a catwalk.
2: No one survives this. I mean either you lose a hand and you fall off into an abyss. Yeah. Or you just die.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's uh Chekhov's <clears throat> it's a Chekhov's gun of of catwalks, if you put one in, someone's gotta fall off it. I do like, uh,
2: so going back to this stuff mm-hmm. on right now, Kit Fisto was my favorite Jedi as a kid. Kit
0: Fisto looks so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: but I'm actually kind of upset with uh, not upset, I guess, but
0: I don't. Know. You would have preferred something I would have,
2: else. I would have preferred them. Showing uh, the capital ships landing in the water in, like, the Clone Wars series. Yeah. Just showing them be more versatile instead of being, like, just in space the whole time. Yeah. I think there were a few times where they came into the atmosphere. But that's one of the things I love about the Star Wars universe and any any sci-fi, really, is, like, the starships.
0: Yeah. Now, that was something that... So I think I've talked to somebody, somebody else who's been on the podcast before something that the prequels and especially the original movies have over force awakens and that is the ship design there's not there's no new ship like kylo Ren's shuttle the new tie fighters the new x-wings they're tweaks of old ones but nothing new and creative yeah like the uh the trade federation control ships you know the donut kind of thing mm-hmm. that's a cool design that's that's new it's original you just don't get there was nothing like that in the new the new movie. Mm-hmm.
2: So I wa- I actually didn't watch. I read uh Darth Plagueis the book. Oh, yeah. And I guess I won't I won't try and spoil it for anybody.
0: It's been out. It's also it's not canon anymore, so. Mm, okay. I think I think it's in the ethos ethos enough.
2: Okay. Well, in my opinion it should have been called Darth Sidious's Rise or something mm-hmm. because it talks more I think it talks more about Darth Sidious and him as a kid growing up with the master of Darth Plagueis as opposed to just about Darth Plagueis. So, I really like the book, but it sh- it like shed light on the events before episode 1 and I like, I love reading stuff like that that just like sheds light on the movies and just
0: brings a lot of uh history to stuff. Yeah. I love this part. I remember playing a mini game on Cartoon Network that was that was that you Kid Fisco you know, generating the little balls of water and destroying. Oh my the, the gosh! Downtown. I remember that. You do? Yeah, I remember oh playing that. God. I haven't thought about that probably since two thousand three. <laughs> uh, uh, That's great. Big smile.
2: Yeah, the Clone Wars actually had several uh, a story
0: arc for the Mon Calamari. Oh yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't think I've seen that one. I've kind of I've watched selective episodes. So. Mm-hmm.
2: It's. uh... The, like, enemy figure is actually a guy that looks like a shark. Hmm. And so he looks like a great white shark, and
0: uh, they Star Wars isn't super subtle, so... <laughs> so No. I like this scene just because...
2: I've played other Star Wars games where you have, like, uh, Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds. I played that when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I bought it again. But also, uh, Star Wars... Empire at War, and the expansion pack, and then some mods. Uh-huh. So I've been able to play with like some of these units and stuff in there, and it makes me happy to watch a battle take place with them in it.
0: Were you a big, you a big video game person? I I'm pretty
2: big. Yeah, I built my own PC a month ago, and that was the first time I've ever done that. It was. A little bit of an experience. It wasn't actually very difficult at all, but I just didn't have all the components I needed when I first put everything together.
0: Mm-hmm. I always liked Dirge. I was so sad that this guy never made it into the the CG Clone Wars.
2: Yeah. I always found like this scene or this part of the episode kind of strange because I never understood why you needed pikes or uh, you needed to be on
0: speeders. Oh, this is the same universe where people have laser swords, so I guess a giant pike isn't uh or a jou- you know, jousting this isn't necessarily too ridiculous, but yeah, it's a little odd. I can see where it can have its uh its merits though,
2: because like if all these clones are just out in the open, the best thing to be attacked, to attack them with in like modern day or medieval times I guess would mm-hmm. be a cavalry, Just just wipe them down. But Yeah.
0: Maybe these things are harder to shoot. Yeah, what does the cavalry have against uh, tanks? Obviously, he's about to prove us right here by impaling one yeah. of these uh, these walkers, which is a pretty cool shot.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: I was always upset that these kind of IG-88-looking droids were on there because one of my favorite stories growing up was the uh, Tales of the Bounty Hunter IG-88 story. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't like the fact that his ancestors were that old. I liked him being a little more uh, modern in Star Wars times. Yeah.
2: I, uh, I've read some
0: lore on uh, IG88, but I actually haven't read any books or anything with him in it. It's fun. It's it's it ends in a ridiculous fashion, but I love it. It's fun. And of course, it's all non-canon now. But yeah, that's something that really upset me because.
2: I mean, I understand that they have to make their own way with, as Disney yeah. but uh, I think we're lucky
0: that they even kept the, the CG cartoon mm. but they didn't wipe out everything yeah but. so if you could pick one thing to be made canon that isn't canon what would you pick? are we talking uh, like a movie a book a game whatever whatever's been wiped out a single thing though
2: Uh, probably the Old Republic oh okay that stuff and that's kind of on
0: the way back so, I,
2: I've heard a little bit, but I haven't really looked It's been It's been
0: indirectly hinted at, but not direct. Like, we've confirmed that Darth Bane existed. That was in Clone Wars and mm-hmm. other things. Yeah. I actually just started playing The Night's of the Old Republic on my phone. Oh, yeah? I, and I, I'm just kind of stuck. I'm like, I don't know what to do, because I'm not really familiar with role-playing games. Mm-hmm. Except for Pokemon, and that's been a while, too. So... They do. They do a do, good job with Dooku.
2: Yep, I. Uh, I actually like his character, which. It, the way I heard it was that he was simply like kind of thrown into Episode Three just as a, to mend a spot, mm-hmm. or Episode Two rather. I'm sorry, but. Uh, I actually like it because it means that Sidious has a, his uh, student for one, and then two, there's someone to to
0: lead everything
2: and. It, It draws the attention away from Sidious a little bit. Yeah.
0: Did you ever watch the... They got a lot of hits on on YouTube, the What If Episode 1 was good, Episode 2 and 3.
2: Oh, I haven't seen those, no.
0: They're really good. They kind of talk about not just completely rewriting it, but taking the story of itself and kind of changing it. And they do a good job of basically... One of the biggest changes he does is don't kill Darth Maul. Have him be the villain... Throughout the whole thing, because that gives Obi Wan someone to have a rival with. Mm-hmm. Because oh, he killed his master. Let that that rivalry and that hatred continue. Yeah, it was a good idea. Have you
2: watched the? Uh... Okay, so do you know he comes back in Mom, Star Wars? Clones? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, he also you have probably haven't watched Star Wars Rebels yet. I have. You have. Mm-hmm. I'm up in Rebels. Okay, I'm all caught up. I'm a giant I'm nerd. I. Uh... <laughs> So, like, for the first few episodes slash first season of Star Wars The Clone Wars CG and uh, Star Wars Rebels, I wasn't very interested mm-hmm. because it was so slow. Yeah. And then now where where they're at, everything's, uh, like everything's kind of built up to this. And it, they've actually got good stories going on right now. So I really enjoy it. But Darth Maul comes back and, uh, like, he's actually a character and they're... Teasing that he's going to fight Obi-Wan on Tatooine. Yeah,
0: I'm excited about that. I think I told you about that trailer at oh, work. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's right. Yeah, I remember that now.
0: Yeah, I, I'm i looking forward to it. I, I do hope they finally kill Darth Maul.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not because I don't like him. I He's probably one of my favorite parts, which is not so a universally thought, but
1: yeah.
0: I really I like Darth Maul. I think his character arc of being kind of cast aside and not being not allowed to be a Sith Lord anymore, and Mm -hmm. having a rivalry with the Emperor. Yeah. The only thing different than having Obi-Wan kill him is I want Darth Vader to kill him. That's the only only thing I would step up and say, I'd I'd prefer that. It's not going to happen.
2: I think that they want Obi-Wan to kind of finish it. Yeah, that
0: makes more sense. Yeah. But I'm just a big Vader fan, so.
2: Yeah. I forgot about this, the fact that Ventress... Like, came into the Confederacy as an, an assassin, kind of? Yeah. So, uh...
0: She wants to be Sith.
2: Yeah. So she already has, like, really good abilities. She wasn't taught that. Now she's
0: learning about... Yeah, that was in, uh... The Clone Wars. It talks about her past, that she was a... A Padawan. She was a youngling. Discovered by... Plukoon, I think? Okay. I can't remember exactly. Maybe maybe uh, uh, Ahsoka was discovered by Plukoon. I can't remember the exact youngling discovered by story, but but yeah, her master no, so it wasn't Plukoon. Her master was killed, and then she turned to the dark side and okay, braced her hate and all that stuff. Now officially in like books, and I don't know our canon anymore. She she died, but I would kind of ho- I kind of wanted her to come back in uh, Rebels. So. Uh... In the book that came out just a,
2: i think either a year or two years ago, it's called Dark Disciple."
0: oh, is that not is that canon now
2: i I think it's Canon because it came out afterward.
0: Oh okay, I thought that was older than that
2: no it uh it is a very good book i I was expecting it to be somewhat good and
0: so for those who don't know, you want to talk to, talk a little bit about that what that book is about
2: yeah, so Dark Disciple is a story that follows the Jedi Quinlan Voss who is the one with dreads and has a yellow tattoo across his face. And he's his mission is to assassinate Count Dooku. So what ends up happening is he's got to team up with Ventress because by this point Ventress has been cast aside and ostracized from the Sith and uh, from Count Dooku. So they team up and so he has to learn the ways of the dark side in order to ...kind of hide himself from Count Dooku... Mm -hmm. ...which, if you'll read in Darth Plagueis... ...it talks about how they... ...the Sith hide themselves in the Force. But, uh... ...anyway. So, they end up... ...working together and... ...falling in love, actually. Which is... ...forbidden for a Jedi. But, uh... ...they fall in love and they end up... uh, ...attacking Count Dooku... And then Quinlan gets captured, and then Count Dooku then uh, kind of like plays mind games with him, and then uh, watch, brain watches him a little bit, mm. and then uh, Ventress comes back to rescue him, and he's saying like he's saying weird stuff. They go to she like t- tries to take him away, and he won't go. And then at the end of it, what ends up happening is I think Quinlan ends up dying, and then Ventress is left. But I I could be wrong because I think, it's been a little I think weird. she
0: dies in it. Okay, uh,
2: yeah, that might be it.
0: I think it wraps up her story, which I was a little sad about that they didn't get a... Uh... Not that you want every character from, from Clone Wars coming back in Rebels. Yeah. But she was one I liked a little bit more, so...
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I obviously could be wrong because it's, <clears throat> it's been like a year since I read the book.
0: Yeah, I love this animation style. I don't know, something about it like the... It's all just cell shaded. Mm-hmm but it's it's emotive but it's stylistic I like it and they make Obi-Wan a real just I love Obi-Wan in this in the expanded universe A real real cool guy Mm mm-hmm Dirge. I actually have the comic where Durge first appears which isn't worth anything I just like having it
2: yeah I uh this is the only time I've ever been exposed to anything dirge.
0: Really? Mm-hmm.
2: He reminds me of kind of a Bane from uh, Batman. I think that's a pretty good pretty good uh parallel. Except for all I know, I don't think he's the man of the plan.
0: No. He's just <clears throat> loves killing Mandalorians. And he knows that the clone troopers are clones of a mandalorian so he likes killing them that's kind of like his basic motivation but they do kind of a crazy thing about having him basically be immortal like being able to grow back from a single cell and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. i do not necessarily like that part i just like him being a cool guy in cool armor
2: yeah mandalorians there's something to talk about yeah uh the basically warrior planet i liked in uh And how in the Clone Wars CG, they actually came through and gave a lot of history behind the Mandalorians and... And Darth
0: uh, Maul takes over.
1: mm Mm-hmm.
2: That was really cool. And then Darth Sidious comes and knocks him off.
0: Yeah, kills uh, Savage. Yep. Which is annoying. I like Savage.
2: I... At first, I didn't like Savage just because he just seemed like a brute and he didn't, like, belong, really. Yeah. But by the end of it, where he is following Darth Maul around, I ended up liking him.
0: I liked him with Darth Maul, yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, he was voiced by, I don't remember the, name, the actor's name, but he's a very famous uh, voice actor. He's the bad guy in the first Highlander movie. He also voices uh, Mr. Krabs in SpongeBob. Oh, <laughs> all right. He's a great, great tough guy
2: voice. So these guys with the tall heads, mm-hmm. those are moons. I don't know if you know that. I did not remember that, no. Okay, so they lead the banking clan. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, they, they essentially are the banking clan because they're all the same species. but uh, And they come from the same planet. But that is what Darth Plagueis
0: is. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Well, he was. Who knows now? Because all, ofi- all official things about him have kind of been wiped clean. With Disney, mm-hmm. so you know Darth Plagueis isn't canon anymore. The book, so now uh, it's open to be whatever.
2: That's true, because I mean, in Episode Three, they talk about Darth Plagueis. They talk
0: about so he exists, mm-hmm. but besides that, we don't know anything about him. Hmm. Oh, another thing we, about modern things. What did you think of Rogue One? Oh my gosh, yeah.
2: that was crazy. That's oh. That that is landing its spot in like one of my top movies, yeah, of all time. But like by itself, if I didn't know anything about Star Wars, it would be a good movie. But the story means so much to me because literally you can pop that movie in, which I mean it's not out yet, but you could watch that movie, sit down and watch Episode Four, A New Hope, mm-hmm. and it would go seamlessly into one another.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm and it made it did a really good job of Making it feel old while not being dated, mm-hmm. like it really fit into that universe really well, but didn't have anything that, that stood out. Like it, it, your mind kind of improves old movies as you remember them, mm-hmm. and that's what it felt like. It just belonged.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is gonna sound really silly, but uh, when I was a kid, I used to watch Winnie the Pooh all the time. Yeah, I love Winnie the Pooh, and I still feel very fondly about Winnie the Pooh, but then. One of my cousins ended up watching One of the Pooh recently, and I was like, how, how did I like this so much? Like, <laughs> it seems pretty dumb, but I mean, it taught me good values and stuff, so I'm, I appreciate it. But anyway, about Rogue One, uh, I love the space battles. Like I said before, I love the, I love the spaceships,
0: mm-hmm. but the space battles in Rogue One were very good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm of the same mind. I like hard-edge models, guns, ships. Much more than I like creature work. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like creatures. I think Chewbacca's great. Jabba's cool. But my love of Star Wars is Star Destroyers. That's that is the end all, be all of Star Wars. I love that ship, that mm-hmm. giant, terrifying triangle. Yeah. So this,
2: I guess, my uh, my love for all the spaceships and everything kind of goes into. Star Wars and at War, which I talked about already.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So you have one arena of combat where it's the galaxy, and you've got fleets, and you're building fleets, and building buildings on planets, and uh, building units on both in space and on, on land. Mm-hmm. But uh, the space battles I absolutely love because you control those things, and then they pop out fighters, and you take out space stations and other ships, but
0: I absolutely love it. What do you want out of episode eight? Like, what do you? What are your hopes?
2: I have been saying this ever since episode seven came out, but Kylo Ren has to come out being a really, really good evil character,
0: fully fleshed out. No Darth. No Darth Maul. Just mm-hmm. cool looking. Want him a full.
2: They have to develop him more because, I mean, in episode seven they showed him and they. Showed him with the ashes of Darth Vader and the helmet. Actually, I take that back. According to something else, I think it's the ashes of his enemies or something. And yeah, Darth I read Vader's that too. Helmet. Whatever. But uh, yeah, he has to become a good character, a good contrast to the how many good characters, like good light side characters we have.
0: Yeah. I do. I do like Kylo Ren. I I think he I think he is a good character. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do want him to be, more. Yeah. Mind you, he is already more than a lot of, like he's already a bigger character, more developed than Darth Maul was in Episode One. That's true. Because he has like, oh, he had his father. He had, you know, wanting to be, wanting to be evil. He's tempted by the light side. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, more, more would be good.
2: Another person or character rather is Captain Phasma. Mm-hmm. because she has been essentially written off. That because, was
0: a disappointing character. Yes.
2: There was so much hype behind her. Like, there she was everywhere. and yeah, she was. And all the merchandise. And then in the movie, she has only a few lines. She gets thrown in a trash compactor. That was the most eventful thing that happened to her.
0: Yeah. She had, like, five or six lines and looked cool. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I hope they do... Do more with her. And they will. Disney's good at listening to uh, critique because they don't want to waste the money they spent on Disney and what they can what they can continue to get out of it.
2: That's good, yeah.
0: So one of our co-workers uh, I was asking him what he thought about, about Star Wars and he said he couldn't get over the scientific inaccuracies. Okay. I'm like, well, yeah. There are tons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right now we have a bunch of sound in space. True. And we have, <clears throat> you know, a, a spaceship can't maneuver like that in space.
2: Yeah, because it's following the laws of <clears throat> of gra- like of atmosphere, kind of, yeah, of atmosphere.
0: And also faster than light travel and all kinds of terrible things. Mm-hmm. And we're both science people. I have background in physics and other things. I just don't care. Star Wars gets a pass.
2: Yep. Same here. I have... My uh, my science is the biology and chemistry aspect, although I did take physics, so I understand all this stuff, but it would be nice to see... Like, I have no problem with any of this. It's all it's all stories, so... Yeah.
0: So what do you think of... Uh, I don't really like, the space sail ships. Mm-hmm. Like the Dooku and... Uh, uh, Assage Nas, no, yeah, ventures Ventress Hazard right there. Yes.
2: Uh, the first time I saw that with Dooku, I was like, what exactly is that sail doing? Because... I didn't get that one. I mean, that is a legitimate concept, but for speed, that is absolutely not what you want. Like, in this regard, she has a wing made out of a sail, which... I, I I can, I'll believe that. I'll take that. But Count Dooku's sailship in episode two. Okay, I guess we did just get off the, the thing where we're talking about scientific inaccuracies. There are some that slide, and then there's others like this one where they're just like, I can't believe this.
0: Now, it's not necessarily the inaccuracy of it. It's just the pointlessness mm-hmm. of it. True, yeah. Because they already have that that ship part yeah. of it. Here's something interesting, I found out the original design for the Millennium Falcon in its current looking, why it was so asymmetrical, it was going to like turn on its side like a B-wing. So that, that cockpit was gonna was gonna turn, it was gonna fly like a s like a sunfish. Ooh. Alright. It's fun to to look up to, to like do these old things that, that could have been. Mm-hmm. I uh
2: I saw some drawings on the internet of the Millennium Falcon, mm-hmm. and it's always called a freighter, but I never understood like, how it all worked and why the cockpit was on the side. So they showed the drawing of what it looked, would look like with cargo in it. So those teeth mm-hmm. on the front of it, that's right where the cargo would go. Interesting. And there's just, it just looks kind of like a box, and it just fits right there. And then so the pilot can see, that's supposedly why the cockpit
0: was off on its side. Like a space forklift. hmm Interesting. Something you can take a look at after we're done with this if you want. I recently got the Ralph McQuarrie art book. Did I tell you about that? Mm -mm. So for those of you in the know, Ralph McQuarrie was the guy who did all the concept art for the original Star Wars movies. So only recently, I think last year, they published a book of all of his concept work and all of his drawings for Star Wars. So it's massive. It's a massive book. It's 20 pounds of book. And I weighed it. It's 20 pounds a book. <laughs> uh, he also did all the matte paintings. You know, like in the Death Star, you have that you know, giant pit that Obi-Wan's walking mm-hmm. to turn off the tractor beam. That's all a matte painting, which he drew. Wow. The stormtroopers in like the uh, Return of the Jedi in the, the second Death Star when the ship's there, those are all painted stormtroopers, which he painted.
2: That's crazy. Yeah.
0: He drew... He, he's the one who painted Tatooine for the opening shot of Star Wars. Yeah, it's pretty darn... Pretty darn cool. I, I'm very happy to, to get it.
2: I would like to know a little bit more about Mace Windu. Like, we're seeing him in action right now, but... <clears throat> there's not a lot of history behind him. And uh, he just seems like a power figure in the Jedi Order. Like, if you look at it from Anakin's perspective... Mace Windu does seem like a bad guy because he is, like, using the power of the Jedi to, like, force things to occur all across the galaxy. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he's, he's like, embracing the warrior culture of the Jedi, which is non-existent, really, because they're all about peace. I guess... Okay, we'll pause here for a second. I like this thing.
0: That's fun. Ridiculous, but fun. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like early days superweapon. Mm-hmm. A single big thing that just devastates a battlefield. And of course this is the coolest thing Mace Windu has ever done not in any of the works. Just his speed running and then he loses his lightsaber and just punches droids with his bare hands. Yeah, darn fun. What else? Uh Oh yeah, Mace Windu, he definitely needs more uh character development. They got one of the a great actor to be the most boring character in the world. Mhm. And something they were going to do in episode 3, there was some concept art of a uh slightly older Boba Fett uh killing Mace Windu. On really? the Coruscant. yeah.
1: Mhm.
0: And that would have been fun getting revenge for his father. Kind of they kind of set that up, but never, never acted on it. Yeah, I do like
2: having uh, Boba Fett in the Clone Wars CG series mm-hmm. because I mean he's he is a very likable character, and I mean a lot of people like him. But uh, he was there in in the original series, in original trilogy, and he he just like didn't say much, but he was cool. Yeah, like he had his own ship. And caught the Millennium Falcon or tracked it down. The Millennium Falcon? <clears throat> he, yeah, like uh, whenever it disembarks from uh, the backside of that
0: Star Destroyer. Oh, I thought you were talking about Clone Wars, Mike. Wait, what?
2: Oh, no, no, no. I was jumping back and forth.
0: Oh, that. yeah. One thing I didn't necessarily like about the Clone Wars is them introducing okay, here's, here's Bosk and here's Dengar. They kind of already. And Dengar still has bandages on his head. Mm -hmm. It's been 25 years, and he's still wearing bandages on his head. Yeah.
2: The first time I heard about Dengar, I didn't even see him in the movie, actually. Like, I didn't notice him in the movie until I read a book. Or, like, just one of those... uh...
0: See, this is darn cool for Mace Windu. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, please
2: continue. Yeah, I saw him in a book, and I was like, oh, this guy's a an actual character and I like look watched the movie again and I was like oh there he is sure enough but uh yeah he like was introduced with bandages on his face for whatever reason I think it was because he got like someone tried to kill him and was using a poison
0: the the original story was he got he was actually in a race a swoop race with Han Solo oh okay but of course that's that's old canon mm-hmm
2: well, now we've got the Han Solo movie coming out in a few yep. years,
0: so that'll be cool. Yeah, next next May. Really? Is the is the release date? I still I I still just don't think they're gonna stick to it. I think it'll end up being Christmas again because I just don't think they want. Because they're making a lot of money at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Why Why would they change it?
2: Yeah, they'll make a lot of money regardless of when they publish this stuff, but yeah, Christmas time when it's cold outside and there's no, like what are you going to do outside also Nothing. they have like
0: almost no competition i mean release it spring summer mm-hmm. it's full of summer blockbuster movies mm-hmm. having it all on its own with other people afraid to compete against it cuz who wants to go against star wars yeah
2: i guess then you would stay away from some of the marvel stuff that's coming out cuz those usually come out in the summer i think yeah
0: which is also disney why why would they want to compete against themselves yeah now that that's right there. Just Rema- seems like like a folk tale mm-hmm. of what a Jedi could do, more yeah. than what th- really happened. Like that kid saw, like, oh, I totally saw a Jedi destroy an entire army by himself.
2: Mm-hmm. And, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. <clears throat> How you got the kid watching the from the hillside? Yeah.
0: first real time we see kyber crystals this is the it... first time you see uh
2: oh shoot what's her name that character right there
0: uh, i don't remember her she name either.
2: A... she ends up being in a padawan in
0: star wars, Clone wars cg which one turns evil she does which one they're both girls
2: uh the one with the lightsaber right oh, now. oh okay yeah the younger one that turns into a padawan interesting or is a padawan but uh Yeah, I never really liked her character, just because she seemed kind of annoying. Mm. But I like the fact that she went evil. like, And I liked her character after that, because then she like actually had some edge to her.
0: Yeah. The show does a good job of just like... I like kind of showed a single droid placing a bomb, and then it zoomed out and had a whole bunch of bombs. Mm-hmm. Like, it shows things being... Uh, this is impossible how can anyone fight against this kind of thing Yeah, showing the magnitude of a situation
2: I do like the uh, the different droids being shown yeah because I mean you kind of have an all purpose droid with a battle droid in episode mm-hmm. one in episode
0: two comes the uh, the like super battle droid, mm-hmm. which but... I still think is a terrible name for it. Mm-hmm. Like I like battle droids. I think that was a fun idea. Super battle droids is just a dumb name. Yeah. Of course they do have super star destroyer. So I guess that's.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: anyway,
2: um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, something that didn't make sense to me. I mean, it it would make sense if they were just repurposing stuff but they didn't have like specific pilot droids when uh, other were other in other parts of the universe they did so you instead of a different droid you've got a different colored droid and it's just it yeah. seems kind of lazy a little the bit the
0: blue ones the blue ones were the pilots i remember mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry for the recording my my daughter's upstairs and that's that's okay she's having a good time yeah
2: Oh, this looks like the same place that Yoda brings the younglings in uh, the Star Wars CG series. Probably.
0: Because I don't think the CG series was originally written to override this. Mm -hmm. But by the end, like, okay, there have been too many things. It doesn't fit in anymore. So.
2: Admiral Panaka. I won a Star Wars trivia game because of his name.
0: Really? Yeah. Uh, Which one, wait, which one is which? Because... It's a different captain in episode two than in episode one. Which ones? Which ones? Which? Oh,
2: Panaka is the guy in the episode one. Okay. But this this isn't uh, this isn't Panaka. I forgot. This is a different guy. Yeah. But he reminds me of him, <laughs> him because he's the new, the Nabu guard.
0: Yeah, he's he's a black guy who's holds the same position. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I still like this show more than any of the prequels Really? Oh yeah, absolutely It can be ridiculous at times But all the dialogue is good mm-hmm. It's not, I don't know I'm just really bitter about the, the dialogue and, and the prequels yeah. It's just really bad See, like I said, I didn't realize it
2: I just was yeah. like I did think that the love story between Anakin and Padme was a little dumb when I was a kid. Because it, was, it seems a little bit childish. Yeah. And I was a child looking at it, so imagine yeah. what that's like. But,
0: uh, yeah. It is odd to see Yoda in snow. Because you imagine like being like a frog. Mm-hmm. Nice wet skin. Even he really doesn't, but he doesn't seem to be... Should put a coat on. Another coat. Yeah. Uh... I'm a little upset
2: that they didn't expand on his race
0: I'm actually glad they didn't. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like, I think expanding on where Darth Maul came from, that he wasn't just one of those people with tattoos, but his entire society with mm-hmm. tattoos, might like, I think that lessened him, actually. Yeah. So having Yoda not, not fleshed out, I think was a good call.
2: Yeah, I think that that may just be me because I want more and more and more <laughs> for her stuff. Yeah, But, uh, the reason I say that is because in episode one, I think there's another speed, another Jedi Master yeah, on the council the that's the same species, yeah. But uh, and then they don't expand
0: on it. She at never, she never seen it again. Mm-hmm. I've never, I've never seen her in anything except episode one. Mm-hmm.
2: So I thought they should, they should either like expand on it or just not have done it at all. But yeah. So now I think I think it's a little bit of a mistake to have it
0: have her there. Yes, that is for sure. It's kind of like uh joker in the dark knight Mm -hmm. having him be ambiguous adds to the mid like i don't want young i personally don't want young yoda Mm -hmm. stories some people do and star wars is many things for many people so
2: now what do you mean by ambiguous joker
0: like it hints at his past Mm. but he like he tells two different stories about where he got the scars Mm Mm-hmm. Some people have theorized, oh, his weapons expertise means he was probably an ex-soldier, but it's never said. Mm -hmm. Because people can theorize whatever they want, but it's never actually said where the Joker comes from. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't think they should actually say a specific thing, but I've been watching the Gotham series. Oh, yeah. And... With Jerome. Yeah. It seems like they're building a character that is the Joker, but then... They supposedly killed him off, but I don't really buy it 100%. So.
0: Oh, no, he's back. Oh, he is back. Oh, yeah, he's in the oh. no... I, I watch it tangentially. It's like I follow pop culture enough mm-hmm. that I see that he's alive again. Okay, yeah. So, so I, the because last like, episode okay, I watched they, was him dying. The first episode with him, they kind of thing like, oh, this is the Joker, and people were like, boo, we hate this. Don't don't make him a Joker. Like, can't have the Joker before Batman and all this, like, stuff. And then they reintroduced him with that other, the crazy... Group of people, mm-hmm. and then people were like, "Oh, we like this guy," and then they killed him. People were like, "Boo!" <laughs> <laughs> so now they brought him back. So, <laughs> yeah. Did you ever have you ever seen any of the '80s cartoon show droids or Ewoks? I did not. I've seen those around, but I haven't watched them. I've only seen another podcast uh, called The Weekly Planet. Mr. Sunday Movies, he did a breakdown of one of the episodes of Droids, the pilot episode, mm-hmm. and it just looks really bad. But the, this C-3PO, certain things about him were, the producer said, were directly inspired by Droids mm-hmm. as, a, as as an homage. Okay. I like the way she... Ah, I, guess what she I thought she did something else. I do like her being being able to shoot and do things mm-hmm. on her own not being, being a damsel useful. In his like leia leia yeah. was sassy sure she was captured but she took a stormtrooper down with her and it mm-hmm. was good she's she's the one who choked and that was that's what i was thinking of the just willing to sacrifice c3po if she had to like yeah he turns out fine but oh he shouldn't
2: <laughs> i I do not remember that part.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I thought she made him wear the cape as he walked out or something, but Mm -hmm. no, just used him as bait. But I guess to them, droids are like toasters. Like, whatever, if I have to buy a new toaster, it's fine.
2: Yeah. It does talk about... Okay, so I read... I'm reading the Thrawn trilogy right now, Mm -hmm. the books, and I'm on the second book, but it has been talking about how R2-D2 is so linked to Luke's X-Wing. Yeah. That they talk to each other all the time, and that they have like have a special bond. So everything everything's faster, but you can't substitute another droid.
0: Yeah, I remember that. I've only so I've only read the first Thrawn book. Mm-hmm. I have the other two upstairs, but I've never I've never read them. And I kind of want to. Mm-hmm. It's just there's so many other books I'm in the middle of. I, I'm reading. I'm in the middle of reading Ahsoka, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. It takes place before Rebels.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I have a friend who read that. She she told me about it a little bit, but I uh, it's on my list to read. I'm not a very good reader, which I, it upsets me a little bit because I used to be really good. But then uh, I, I think it was because I started
0: learning differently. This is Yavin 4. I forgot he goes to Yavin. I'd forgotten that this takes place at the old temple before yeah. Rebels ever show up. Yeah, I completely forgot that's that's fun. I like I like that. <clears throat> anyway, you were saying. Oh uh, yeah. So a Ahsoka stuff.
2: I think my part of why I have like depreciated my reading ability was because I went to public school for high school. Because <laughs> before that, when I taught myself essentially, my mm-hmm. mother my mother had a degree in teaching. Mm -hmm. or from a college, and she would teach us elementary-age stuff, middle school stuff. And the way it would work is we always taught ourselves. Like, we'd read through the book, do all the work, if we had any problems, come to her. And then, like, it wasn't as autonomous as I'm trying to make it sound, but because she was always there. But uh, that's essentially what happened, was I read everything to learn stuff. And then when I got to high school, everything was either on PowerPoint or it was on a super easy worksheet. There was no digging for information. Yeah. It was just spoon fed to you. So it, I did re- like recognize that depreciation in my reading. Plus, I scored in the 90, like 96th percentile of reading mm-hmm. for my entrance exam to high school. And then after that, I was. I never took one again and then I got to the ACT and I was like oh darn
0: gotta read a bunch of stuff I did like that scene just her Sith assassin destroying uh, the clones just with the force or Mm -hmm. whatever
2: I like how it's quite a bit of melee
0: yeah there's cannon fodder though there you go And I remember thinking earlier, like, why isn't that R two D two in there? Oh yeah, because that shit blows up later. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I I really enjoyed reading uh, Star Wars books when I was in middle school and stuff. It was my uh, my favorite my favorite kind of books to read.
2: Yeah, I always liked Star Wars, but before that, I always read history books. Oh yeah. So I'm I'm a pretty big history buff, and I like.
0: Specifically, I like World War Two, World War One. Have you ever read Rise and Fall of the Third Reich? I have not. It's upstairs, my, my, my nightstand. I'm in the middle of reading it. Because it's like, it's the definitive history of Nazi mm-hmm. Germany. Okay. So I was at the uh, bookstore downtown by where we work. And it's like three bucks for paperback, and I always wanted to read it. So, hmm. picked up a copy.
2: Yeah, I. It kind of amazes me sometimes how. <laughs> This is way off t- topic, but Whatever. how how uh, evil and decrepit people, some
0: people can be, just like the whole Holocaust. That's... it's mind-boggling. I've been watching documentaries and like Schindler's List and other things that are mm-hmm. are upsetting, just so upsetting. Yeah,
2: one of my favorite quotes of all time was like, "For evil to to like to triumph." Yeah, exactly that one. That one you're saying right there.
0: All the all that it takes for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Something about that?
2: Yeah. So, like, I just graduated college, so I I like to think of myself as, like, not like a, a full-grown person, I guess, human being. Because uh-huh. I'm I mean, still an intern, technically. Yeah. But I want to have my own opinions, I want to be my own person, and I want to stand for something. So, yeah. And I don't want to see stuff like that ever happen. So, but uh, we don't have to go that far. Yeah.
0: Sorry. <clears throat> no, it's fine. If whatever, very few people listen to this podcast, we can talk about whatever we want. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> so, where of the the things you love in Star Wars, where does lightsaber battles enter into it?
2: Okay, so that's very a close. A very close call, because. Light super battles and spaceship battles are, like, right up there. Oh, yeah? One and two. One and two? Yeah. They're tied. They're probably tied for first just because, like, the spaceship battle in Rogue One, had, I think, is my favorite of all the movies, hmm. especially because they do, uh, to uh like, think outside the box, and they got a Corvette to just ram one of them. Yeah. I love that scene. That was maybe my favorite scene, and... I didn't realize this, but the second time I watched Rogue One, I realized just how much death occurs. Because, I mean, the Death Star comes around and boom, everybody's dead. Mm -hmm. But the Hammerhead Corvette, you watch it fall
0: to the surface with the Star Destroyer. They actually, I was reading reading something, I think it was on makingstarwars.net, really good website. If you'll notice, when it crashes into it, it has all the escape pods. When it's going down, all the escape pods are gone. Oh. The rebel okay. team it was never said explicitly, but the rebel team ditched.
2: Okay, well that makes a little bit more sense. Right.
0: They're not they're not suicide mm-hmm. kamikaze people. Although it would like to show the importance of saving and mm-hmm. getting the plans. Yeah. I I lit up when I was watching that movie when, when you saw the original like, Gold Leader and mm-hmm. stuff. I I laughed. I was so happy. Like, that is great. That's That's a great way to tie it in.
2: Yes, I watched that movie and I was just sitting in my seat, like, smile from ear to ear, like, oh my gosh, I absolutely love this. This is awesome. And it was a a good time. That movie is, like I already said, like top three, but, uh, way far, far, far greater than Episode Seven.
0: I I did like. I liked Episode Seven, but I did. I have Rogue One above. Just because it was. Something new, mm-hmm. which I appreciated. I like the simple color, just him blue, her red. Mm-hmm. It was used in uh, Attack of the Clones and in Empire Strikes Back, just kind of the lit-by-the-lightsaber mm-hmm. kind of stuff. <clears throat> it's one of my favorite parts of, of Star Wars you know, I like the I like lightsaber fights, all that stuff. One of my favorites was uh, Hoth, mm-hmm. Battle of Hoth with the at That was my that was my favorite thing of like the entire the entire thing.
2: Yeah, that's actually, I think that that might be my favorite scene as well. Just because, I mean, before Rogue One, maybe yeah, so, Rogue One's pretty cool. But uh, that used to be my favorite scene in all of Star Wars, just because. It was, like, the best battle I'd seen.
0: Empire's definitely just... I love all the times just with Vader on the command bridge, choking people out and talking to the bounty hunters. Mm Mm-hmm. I like the the aesthetic of the Empire. It had a very clean but cold look that I thought was really cool. I didn't like how often in the prequels Anakin lost his lightsaber. Mm Mm-hmm. Like he got destroyed and all that stuff, and he got you know, handed a new one. Mainly because it kind of lessens the. Here, Luke. This was your father's. Oh yeah. One of twenty he had over <clears throat> over five years. It's like okay that. It's more like just you know this this shirt was your father's instead of this is, your your father's one and only gold watch. It mm-hmm. just, it's one of many versus something special.
2: Got a little bit of a rainbow moment right there. Yes. The bandana on his head.
0: That's not a bandana. That's his little ponytail. Oh, right.
2: Oh, my gosh. What am I saying? It's a good thing no one
1: listens to this. No (laughs) one listens to this.
0: (laughs) It's just fun to record. I thought the Wolfman thing was a little. uh, I mean, there was. There's precedent for that. He was. That species was in Mm -hmm. uh, the Cantina. Yeah. And Bothans were Wolfmen of. I don't know if that was the same kind, but. Um, also the,
2: like, sidekick, I guess, in, uh, for Quinlan Voss and Dark Disciple, I think is that species, but I'm not sure, because I remember it
0: being kind of, like, dog-like. I'll take a word for that one. I don't remember. I think we're coming up, we're oh, coming up on the end of this. That's seven minutes. We have the, I think we have the introduction... Of General Grievous mm-hmm. left. Okay. Which is kind of like the stinger for the second season they did. Man, they... General Grievous is so much more scary in this than he was.
2: Yeah, that's something I'm not happy about. It's just...
0: Yeah.
2: The, uh... The way they introduced our, or General Grievous is it's only in episode three. So, it, I mean, there's this, obviously, but he's just seen as in charge and there's no like real reason for it he just sounds he looks like a jerk to all of his droids but and then in the Star Wars CG series you get a lot of backstory he still
0: is kind of a little bit of a failure because a lot of times what he's doing he just gets destroyed yeah he doesn't have these great victories that everyone should fear him I mean Mm -hmm. he has a bunch of lightsabers so he supposedly killed some Jedi yeah but you never it's a kind of show don't tell kind of like you're telling us we should be afraid of him but he looks kind of scary mm-hmm. um he's not vader they also go into his lair i don't know if you saw that episode mm-hmm.
2: but he he uh he has this like headquarters on some planet and uh count dooku lures some jedi there Including Obi Obi Wan, Anakin, and uh, a Padawan, and another Jedi. But uh, yeah, he doesn't. He's in, he's upset with uh, General Grievous. So General Grievous has to reprove his worth, and he surprises him by having these Jedi show up at his headquarters. Mm. Uh, all while he is injured, and so he's getting parts replaced.
0: Oh, interesting. I think. Yeah, and of course, one of the reasons why I think it's odd they they took this out of continuity. In season two of this, it shows uh, Mace Windu doing the force crush, and that's why Grievous is coughing in episode three. Oh. So it's like it directly answers why that happened. Mm-hmm. And then they got rid of it. Yeah.
2: I thought that, like when I first heard about General Grievous. The, his backstory, what I th- what I thought it was, was that he uh, was involved in like a spaceship crash, mm-hmm. and uh, like his body was
0: yeah pretty much dead. Gone yeah, it work. was so, something about like it was actually I don't know if it was originally done that way, but that a grievous, or not grievous, uh, either Dooku or Sidious actually arranged for that ship to go down. He was a great warlord. And they kind of wanted to uh, manipulate him, and at one point in continuity, they were actually infusing the blood of uh, Saphedeus into Grievous hmm. to give him light force power kind of stuff. And I don't think that lasted very long in continuity. But interesting, that does yeah.
2: sound familiar though. I do remember hearing that,
0: like Jedi Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Mm hmm. Slinks. <laughs> it's a pretty clear inspiration. Yeah, Grievous is just scary in this show. And he's gonna. Sorry, I'm tense watching it because I'm waiting for the, the ball to drop. Boom. See, that's a great reveal. That's mm-hmm. full full character. He lets them make the first move. Yep. You fight and later. He fights with his feet and there's all kinds of fun, scary stuff. Kind of wonder, like why can't, why can't the Jedi sense him though? Because all he is is, you know, for the most part, he's a droid. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he has a, a few organic things in him, but <laughs> like the spaghetti robot arms, basically. Oh well, I guess it's just kind of like the he was a master warrior before, so he's just gotten better. Yeah.
2: Count Dooku did train him though, right? Yeah. That's what I
0: remember hearing. I remember the weirdest part about him, uh, Dooku training Savage, was like a five minute thing. Mm -hmm. Train, train, train. Okay, I'm going to electrocute you a little bit or shock you. And then you're trained. Now go kill some Jedi. And he does. He kills like two Jedi and an army of people. So is that, is that Shakti? I don't know. I can't remember her, her name. But... Does she survive? Because I don't know. She doesn't... She survives this. Okay. But she... Uh... I think he did just just say Shakti. Okay. So, possibly. Whoops. She is never seen on-screen death, but they filmed multiple deaths for her. Like, she was going to be on the capital ship with Grievous mm-hmm. at the beginning of three, and Grievous was going to kill her. That was a deleted scene. Okay. And then they were going to have her meditating in the Jedi Temple. And then Anakin was going to kill her when she meditated. They always had her just stabbed in the back with a lightsaber. Hmm. And I think there has been a canonical death for her somewhere now. But I don't... But yeah, there were two deleted scenes of her dying. That's They couldn't decide.
2: Stabbed in the back is no way for a Jedi to
0: die. Because, I know. I mean... You should it's, really it's, sense that coming. Yeah. Anyway, well that is the end of this. Anything else you want to tell the audience? Uh, Star Wars is awesome. Star Wars is awesome. But uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. If you want to get hold of me, I'm Portland's Batman on Twitter. And we'll see you guys next time.
1: Bye.